Welcome to No Longer Strangers. Each week, I invite a friend or a stranger that turns into a friend and talk about anything you would around a dinner table or a bonfire and hopefully humanize strangers through storytelling. I'm so glad you're here and I'm really excited for you to meet my friend Amy. She's one of my most cherished friends, and you'll understand why after listening to this episode. We talk about citizenship and identity, the giftings God instilled in us, and the beauty of reconciliation. I specifically chose Amy as my first guest because our friendship is a testament to how two broken people and a broken friendship can be reconciled and redeemed by Christ. It's one thing for a complete stranger to become friends, but I also think there's beauty in strangers who were once close becoming friends again. It's a reminder of how people are messy and hard, but because of Christ, it's possible for us to love and forgive others. With that being said, here's my conversation with my friend, Amy. Hey! Hey, <laughs> what's up? Hey. Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for bringing all these crazy equipment. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta before. do. It's you know? crazy. Wait, but I want to thank you because I know this is not your forte. Not I know. at all. No. Well, I was gonna, well, before I was gonna say it's because of your Enneagram 5, but that's a whole nother topic <laughs> right there. But, Okay. So, do you want to introduce yourself? Introduce myself. Yeah. Hi, my name is Amy Jong. Um, I am in college, uh, finishing up college, um, mm-hmm. studying psychology. And what am I? Where am I? Where I'm from? Where I'm from? I, I need some questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from. <laughs> I'm from, I was born and raised in Korea until I was 10, mm-hmm. and I immigrated to the U.S., and I've been living in Massachusetts for the past 13 years, more than half my life in wow. America. I'm okay, getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. yeah. Passions? I was thinking about it, and I think one thing that really gets me, like, fired up mm-hmm. is, like, people, like, gathering together mm-hmm. and doing things together. Yeah. And just people coming together all different kinds of people coming together yeah i did see that in you yeah yeah yeah. and that in light of uh the ministry that i'm a part of arise shout out to arise (laughs) Um, god has been like widening my perspective on like what it means to be church like Mm. i would always think about like my like me being part of a church Mm -hmm. like as a single person Mm -hmm. and focus on like my own church like Mm -hmm. my my church, shout out to North Boston. Hey. <laughs> All these shout outs. I just wanted to yeah, plug yeah, it in there. Do a plug, yeah. <laughs> um, but God has been widening widening my perspective on like what does it mean for North Boston to be a part of mm-hmm. like the greater capital C church yeah. of America or church of the world. Yeah. Um, what does it mean for churches to come together? Right. So that's been like very exciting for me. Yeah. Like new passion that yeah. I feel that it's God given. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I feel like that even ties with my next question about college and how 
you the journey of being where you are today and how that relates with to your love for people and the church things people don't know oh yeah what did you major in amy or okay, okay. <laughs> what did you major in? What are you majoring now? Yeah, so I'm on a long journey. So I started with a psychology major, and then I transferred to a different school and switched to computer science and cognitive psych combined major. Mm-hmm. And I feel strongly that computer science is not what I'm called to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm switching back to psychology. Not and sure. If for anyone who knows Amy, this is huge. Yeah. So this is huge. Yeah. Once I make a commitment mm-hmm. to something, mm-hmm. I have a tendency, like I have a hard time letting it go mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. I see the end. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I really tried to push it, push it, push myself to mm-hmm. finish it. But while taking classes, like I was so unhappy. I was so unwilling. Um, so anxious Mm -hmm. and I've had some crazy events Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. within the school of computer science um, with lab partners and professors and whatnot and I wasn't taking all these signs and I was just like trying to endure through like Mm -hmm. endure through it beyond Mm -hmm. my limits Mm -hmm. and without really looking into what I what I'm passionate about or you're gifted like yeah Yeah. and what I care about Mm -hmm. Um, do you mind me asking like why you chose computer science in the first place oh yeah security <laughs> oh enneagram six loves security yeah well now yeah you're now yeah mm-hmm. i wanted the money i wanted <laughs> financial security it makes sense though yeah mm-hmm. and when i tried it out i was just like oh this is fun right. but then the more i did it i mm-hmm. was not enjoying it mm-hmm. um so so what can you like Walk me through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, how, the change and how that's <laughs> been made. So, what God has been teaching me, uh, <laughs> He's been so patient with me <laughs> with this process because mm-hmm. I knew computer science, like, you know, when you meet people who are in business, when mm-hmm. you meet people who are in, like history majors, mm-hmm. psychology majors, like, mm-hmm you sense their own world you know mm-hmm. what i mean they mm-hmm. have their own lingo mm-hmm. like the way they carry themselves mm-hmm. um not that like i'm sure what they study like dictate like how they behave as well but mm-hmm. i think naturally some people are gifted like some mm-hmm. people are called to be nurses and doctors mm-hmm. like i can't do that because i can't <laughs> deal with other people's blood mm-hmm. you know i yeah. will yeah I will pass yeah, out. I, I feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like there are certain fields that I shouldn't go into, mm-hmm. but I feel like I forced myself into computer science in pursuit mm-hmm. of financial security and wanting to support my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was completely my personal desire, mm-hmm. um, completely disregarding like myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to suck it up and do it. Do you think that has to do with just your upbringing of, like, immigrating and uh, that whole, like, uh-huh. being a daughter of immigrants, but you also being an immigrant yourself, but also, like, the... Because you really saw... You had to really grow up really quickly when you yeah. were a kid. And yeah. so, do you think that has to do with it? Definitely. Yeah. I was exposed to what my parents were going through, and I'm sure I wasn't exposed to all of it, right. because... You know, like something that hit me like recently was that my dad was saying like, you don't even know, like you only know 5% of what I go Mm -hmm. through. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shoot, Mm -hmm. I've been complaining Mm -hmm. and I don't even know the burden that my dad carries Mm -hmm. uh, for our family. But 
being exposed to it, I think I wanted to like provide relief mm. for my parents mm-hmm. for all the years I think of that's a natural response. Yeah, yeah, for all the years of like challenges mm-hmm. and suffering. I would mm-hmm. call it suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to like give them a new life through mm-hmm. my degree and yeah. what I do. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> But you know, what has God been that, like, you? so I have this superhero mentality. Right. Like, I need to save everybody in my <laughs> life. I need to solve everybody's problems. But mm. I knew computer science, like, in my gut, like, computer science isn't it for me. Even, like, in the beginning of it, too? I think so. I mm-hmm. knew, but I mm-hmm. completely ignored I it because like, I committed, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like if you justify the means kind of for yourself, yeah. You, yeah. And like i'm like very loyal to what i decide to do yeah and commit yeah whatever i committed to doing mm-hmm. but what god has said uh in my time of wrestling and prayer mm-hmm. is that don't be loyal to your decisions and commitments but be loyal to me <gasps> oh that's a quote right there yeah and oh. the way god created me is also a part of god's calling for me and embrace and obey in faith. So, wow, in, that is a word. Right yeah, there. in this season of switching majors, I had to embrace the way God created me and love the way God created mm-hmm. me and honor that and obey mm-hmm. in faith. That, that takes so much trust. Yeah, God yeah. has a purpose for me mm-hmm. just the way He created me too. Wow. Yeah, so. All right, so we talked about that, but I want to kind of go back with. You about your immigration story. Well, just like who you are. Yes. Not even your immigration story, but yeah. just like who you are. But I feel like your immigration story has a lot of impact. Oh, definitely. On who you are. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, and this question comes at a really good timing. I think mm-hmm. this is something God has been taking me back to really process. Um, mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that I wasn't aware of myself because I was disregarding the fact that I was I immigrated here does that make sense like I was trying so hard to fit into this culture Mm -hmm. new culture new world Mm -hmm. um that you were only like 10 yeah I was 10 yeah and I didn't speak speak English (laughs) now I feel so conscious about my pronunciation um, <laughs> um, I embrace my FOB mm-hmm. mob side. Uh, fresh you are Korean off American. the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I came here when I was ten. Mm-hmm. I learned English in California and New York, so very different areas. Mm-hmm. And I, my family moved up to Massachusetts mm-hmm. in Western Mass, mm-hmm. where there are no Asians. Mm-hmm. So. My sister and I were the first Asians at that school. Mm. And I think that's when I really realized that, like, I'm so different from people mm. here. Because the majority of the school, mm. I think it was 100% white people. Mm. So I looked different. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, who is she? Mm-hmm. And Kind of feeling excluded. Yeah, yeah, definitely excluded. They didn't know how to include me because, mm. first of all, I didn't speak the language. Right. And second of all, I looked so different from them. Mm. And ever since then, I think I had this mentality that, like, I am not part of this. Mm. 
like, like I am not part of us. yeah mm. I'm not part of like everything that's around me like right. I'm I've always processed it as if I'm a foreigner mm. and as if I'm like the other person outside of it right. so even though like in church I felt like I was othering myself out mm. like saying like oh like I don't belong here mm. instead of thinking like instead of like embracing the fact that I am right. part of church I yeah, am would, part of school yeah, yeah you would think that like out of all places church would be like no you belong here no. but you know church is also broken too yeah but, um, yeah you were saying that. yeah so yeah. I had this mentality of like othering myself out and mm-hmm. this has been highlighted to me all the more in this season in this time of unrest you mm-hmm. know with yeah. everything going on about yeah. racism mm-hmm. and systemic racial injustices mm-hmm. like I've always thought oh this is that's not my story mm-hmm. like it's their problem uh-huh. like I don't have to speak up about that right. because like it's their problem it's American history yeah. I'm Korean yeah um but I think recently God's been like really convicting me like this is where you live mm. this is where I placed you mm. and you oh, like, are American oh. <laughs> like you live in America you you because uh, like honestly because for so long you've been disassociated. yeah I, yeah oh, I, I was see. like and that was the only way I could really cope with feeling very different mm. like mm-hmm. I just had to embrace oh I'm mm-hmm. Korean mm-hmm. and I'm from Korea so they mm-hmm. don't understand me I don't fully understand them kind of thing oh just like kind of deal like accepting just how it yeah, is yeah accepting how it is but now I am starting to embrace my American identity after oh. 13 years that's huge of, yeah it's huge yeah and it's been ignited by everything coming to surface again through George Floyd mm-hmm. and um, Black Lives Matter movement. Like, yeah. what am I going to say? Yeah. Because my heart legit broke for the first time. And because I've always thought, like, I saw many Black brothers and sisters die on the mm-hmm. news. And I'll be like, oh, this is like American problem. Right. Oh, not my problem. Right, right. But I realized me, I have a voice here too. Yeah. And am I going to speak up about this? Mm-hmm. And in light of all of that, I think I'm starting to like embrace everything that's happened to me in America as part of my story. Mm. And what is happening in America mm-hmm. as the reality of my life. It's it's a huge shift. Right. And it breaks me out of my comfort zone. Or how how does that make you feel? Um <laughs> in light of everything that America's <laughs> going through, honestly, I feel more burdensome, but mm. I feel more alive and mm. I feel like I am part of it. Oh okay. Then like isolating myself mm-hmm. from what's going on outside wow yeah so i think so I've, can you say that you're no longer a stranger to america yes <laughs> i am korean american i'm gonna be naturalized probably in a couple years mm-hmm. so this is interesting. oh meaning like yeah oh. i will be taking the test in a couple years yeah i can i can i can take the test wow yeah what does that do with your Korean side, though? Not that you're letting it go. Yeah, no, but, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I'm in a unique 
unique place because I am Korean. Right? Yeah. Like even though like I was born here. Yeah. But I say I'm Korean American, but oh. like I, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Korean by blood. Right, like right, right. through everything. Right, right, right. Like right. Yeah. So how do yeah, how does that um work? it is confusing to uh-huh. embrace both identities, but I think that's what makes me you. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and even the journey that I took to embrace my Korean identity mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. because I think my Korean identity solidified in America because I felt so different, mm, right? I and I embraced that. Like, right. I was yeah. like, yeah, I, this is not my country. <laughs> but yeah. now that I'm embracing the fact that yeah. I live in uh-huh. this country and I've lived yeah. in America the uh-huh. longest uh-huh. in my life. Right. Um, so I have a question then. This isn't, I, it's not part of the questions I asked, but I think it's kind of like the, oh, yeah. the same let's, line. Let's talk. Okay. You know, same I'm not line. prepared for that question, but... <laughs> same line of question. Well, okay, yeah. because, so the title of this podcast is called No Longer Strangers, and I told you yeah. the um, storyline of it, right? Yeah. Of it being based off Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. and it was talking about how, um, you know, Christ breaks down the wall of hostility and uh-huh. we're no longer strangers, rather yeah. citizens of heaven uh-huh. or the household of God. Right. So just think, because you did dabble in, with like citizenship, like foreign, oh, like, how shoot. does that relate now? Like when in, it says in the word that you're a citizen in the household of God, how does that unpack itself? <laughs> I think, wow, I think it challenges everything. Mm. challenges everything that I I'm tempted to settle down to like if I'm American I might be tempted to just settle down for a political party or what seems to be the right thing to vote on or um, what movement to be a part of Mm -hmm. and if I'm just identifying myself as like citizen of Korea, then I'll be just isolated from all these problems in America, right? Mm-hmm. And just stay silent mm-hmm. and just live my own life mm-hmm. on this land. Um, but as a citizen of Kingdom of God, I think the matter of like what matters in my life changes. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and I was just thinking that, like, when you're talking, it right. made me think of, even with the Black Lives Matter, it matters because they are made in the image of God. Yeah. And so they are also part of the kingdom. And right. so if we are really citizens of the kingdom, mm-hmm. should we not be caring for people who don't look like us, but yeah. they're still part of the body, part of the right. kingdom? So, yeah. Wow. I just had right. to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. Like, yeah. it could be about just standing for their rights, mm-hmm. political rights. But mm-hmm. I think we're called to more than that, of course, yeah. for their human rights and civil rights. But right. like beyond that, like yeah. how do we care and love for those who are mourning? Yeah. And how do we walk with them? Yeah. Yeah. And just the power of just listening. Yeah. I think more recently I've been challenged um, to just listen mm-hmm. and not be quick to just troubleshoot the situation. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a need for troubleshooting, but I think at the baseline, if you're if you're not willing to or quick to listen, mm-hmm. like 
I think there can be misunderstandings mm-hmm. of, oh, then my hurts aren't valued, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's the furthest from the truth of mm-hmm. how can we just listen to the other person. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And so with this challenge of loving people with different backgrounds and walks of life, how does this connect with your desire of wanting to help people be set free from lies? Um, I think it just began with, because I love people. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, I am an introvert, but yeah. I love people. Yeah. I need people. Yeah. I love being around people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love having deep conversations mm-hmm. and getting to know people as they are. Mm-hmm. And um, in the midst of that, like, I think God, it's definitely God-given wisdom to, like, hear when people are, like, believing in the lies. Like, one of the things that I struggled with was, like, oh, I'm a burden to everybody. Like, I need to stay quiet. I need to stay silent. And I tried to fit into everybody's lives because I believed that I'm a burden. Um, yeah. Wow. So. Has God I, set you yeah. free from that? Or do you think it's still Yes, struggling? God has set me free even yeah. before I believed in the lie, right? God has <laughs> right. set me free yes. through Jesus. But. Right. I think I'm still in the works of, like, believing that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a... Honestly, I wonder if the journey in life is Mm -hmm. a fight to believe. Yeah, yeah. Because I think even for me, too, of, like, believing that God loves me and that that his grace and his love, there's no Mm -hmm. catch to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a daily reminder of, like, no, I don't need to work for his love or his grace. But it's a fight, yeah. Yeah, and even the... Even just faith in itself Mm. is an act of righteousness. That's been like convicting me in Romans because we're going through that in discipleship. Romans? Yeah. 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 I was like, oh shoot. Mm. Like believing, believing is the fight of my life. Mm. And believing in the truth, obeying the Mm -hmm. truth, walking in faith. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think I was... I, I look back and I was exp- I had a lot of different conversations with different people and I came across like different lies that affected the way they viewed God or mm-hmm. they viewed themselves or mm-hmm. they viewed other people and being like it got me really going when mm-hmm. I was given the opportunity to share the truth and right. speak the truth in right. that, into that yeah. um, I think that's the truest or one of the truest forms of love of mm-hmm. if you see someone mm-hmm. in a space mm-hmm. of believing in things that are not true mm-hmm. it's a natural reaction from be like shedding light to it yeah. basically yes yeah. and i've been loved that way too mm-hmm. from other people very mm-hmm. close people in my life like mm-hmm. when i'm believing in the lies like they will snap me out of it yeah like, amy that's not it yeah yeah and that's helped me too. So, yeah, we need to share the truth. And I guess that really emphasizes with your point about people and being the importance of being in community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, at least for me, like I think mm-hmm. I know I'm unhealthy when I want to avoid people. Mm-hmm. I want to avoid community because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm like, 
because then they can call me out, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, or I'm like, yeah. if I avoid them, then they can't call me yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to learn to speak up. I think I have the tendency to not speak up, even though mm-hmm. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, because I thought loving was to just let them be as they are. Mm-hmm. But recently, God's been challenging me, like, what does it mean to speak truth in love, mm-hmm. even if it were to lead to a conflict, mm-hmm. even if it led to misunderstanding? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean to work mm-hmm. it out and at least speak up mm-hmm. about the about it yeah. um, Dang. for people that I care for? Yeah. Dang. Mm. That's really good. <laughs> I really like it. Okay, so speaking of, literally speaking, truth and love, I think this is a great segue into talking about our friendship and the four year gap, four years of going from best friends to strangers and of course to now reconciling things. Context. Yeah. We've been friends for ten. More oh, more than ten. Because I remember celebra- celebrating your thirteenth birthday. I do remember me, that. Me, me, and I'm like right now. So. I was fourteen. Okay. So even before then, we were oh, friends. True. So like twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I mean, more wow. than a decade. So, so we met at church. Yeah. But there's like a lot more to it, obviously. Yeah. So what's your side? What's my side? I or should think... I share my side first? Yeah. Okay. I would love I'll to share hear my side, side first. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I didn't grow up in North Boston. I went to a different church, and then I started going to North Boston, I think fifth grade, Mm -hmm. fourth grade, fifth Mm -hmm. grade, and then I just, I remember actually, like, seeing you for the first time, because, like, remember in Sunday school, we had that, like, big circle chair Uh thing, uh and, like, you were across, and, like, I remember just, like, you like, you're really shy, or something Uh like that. I don't really know what happened for us to become friends, but I think, you know, it's a small, small youth group, and so (laughs) we, um... You hit it off, um, but then I think we you know middle school, high school, oh, awkward stages. Drama. We definitely went through the awkward stages. Oh yeah, but yeah, there was so much drama. Yeah, um, really petty drama. Uh-huh. If I'm being honest, um, and just like kind of getting to know who we are, you mm-hmm. know, but also like learning about the gospel or how it applies. Yeah. Um, but I just I was very. I don't even know how to say it. Like, I was just going through the thick of family situations. Yes. And, but you were there, you know? Yeah. But I think that, le- I'm not, we'll get into this later, but I think that led me into, like, being very dependent on you for, uh-huh. like, emotional support, you uh-huh. know? Um, which, now, like, I'm back, I'm like, what 13-year-old girl knows how to handle situations <laughs> I was putting on her? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Anyways, and so... um and so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, my side of the story, like, if we're thinking back to Sunday school, middle school, and high school, mm-hmm. Sunday school is a blur for me. Like, yeah. I didn't speak English, so yeah. it was really hard to even, like, get along with everybody. Right, and right. just where we grew up, the Koreans really don't know how to... <laughs> Korean yeah. Americans don't know how to speak Korean, yeah. so... Yeah, like middle school, there was some petty drama. Like, I just didn't want to get involved. And I think 
in that like there was like misunderstanding too like right. because I was just withdrawing and just yeah. finding my own finding my own click and right. then misunderstandings mm-hmm. upon misunderstandings yeah. and feeling left out upon yada 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 all those oh middle school and high school yeah the petty drama yeah. but yeah like in the middle of that I think we had the most time together outside of church yeah because like we were all friends because we were seeing each other every Saturday yeah. mm-hmm. and Sunday whoever mm-hmm. showed up consistently yeah like there was an oh, opportunity yeah. to like build friendship mm-hmm. and small group and whatnot mm-hmm. and playing games but I I remember having like dinners with you on Sundays having sleepovers crazy dance times like oh You've seen the weirdest side of me. Yeah, I think. and you've seen the weirdest side of me. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, it's cringe. I actually was looking past through old Facebook photos uh-huh. and oh videos, and I. Do you remember that one class? I'm, I'm not gonna show this on the internet, but do you remember that one picture of us? Um, like it was like we took a picture on the laptop, oh. and it was like right after we did that dancing thing, and then we like I was like posting like this. And do you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found that picture and I just finished. <laughs> but anyways, um, okay. Yeah, I I think you were one of the friends that, even though we were young, we got mm-hmm. to share like live together. Yeah. Like even the hard stuff, like I was able to open up and share right. with you and. Yeah. I knew that you were going through family situations and there were like rocky days, like rocky seasons here and there. But even though it was rough, even though we weren't mature, (laughs) like, thank God. Yeah. I I want, I wish people knew like how different we really were though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like even today though, I think we're very different, but we've, I think the mutual like growing up has definitely bonded us. (laughs) Cool. Yes. Oh, how do you think we have both changed throughout our friendship individually, but as friends? Mm. Through this friendship, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, personally, for me, um, I think I've grown in ways where, like, I used to bear burdens. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone shares something hard, mm-hmm. like, I would care so much about it. Mm-hmm. I would want to always be there for it. Mm-hmm. And I always want to do something about it mm-hmm. that, like, I always bore it to the point, like, I can't save you from mm-hmm. your problems. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was always, like, looking out for ways to, like, solve the problem. Right. Or maybe that's the Enneagram 5 in me. Maybe. Like, solve yeah. the problem yeah. and be the solution for it Mm -hmm. like any support that you needed i wanted to be there like any yeah Mm -hmm. um instead of really knowing my limits as well Mm -hmm. so when i extended too far and maybe even step into areas where god can work i think that's when it hurt Mm. both of us right and so i don't i don't blame you for depending on me i think i was trying to be always like trying to solve the problem yeah yeah yeah. even even in ways that I was caring for you I think it was selfish but Mm. after a time period of like um like during our college years when we're kind of like growing apart yeah but I think it was like God appointed time for us to grow as an individual um that was something I was learning to accept myself that I have my limits and 
sometimes like one thing I can do, yes, I can do as much as I can for mm-hmm. a friend or for mm-hmm. a problem, but sometimes it's to lift it up to God yeah. and pray. Oh. I think in that it's like surrendering and trusting. Yeah. And yeah, like I knew that or I, even well now looking back like being 23 and all no I'm not even that older but like looking yeah. back to high, middle school and high school I don't blame you for a few, if you ever felt that mm-hmm. burden and mm-hmm. being very burdensome because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and I I shared this before in our conversation mm-hmm. um, before this but I think because of that I felt a lot of shame mm-hmm. I think but that shame and guilt, not to be like, oh, I felt shame and guilt, yeah. but it was the natural consequence yeah. of of the sin and mm. of, like, the friendship. I, like, it's it was great and stuff, mm. but I think the natural consequences of not putting this or giving this to God, mm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, no wonder it felt very mm-hmm. tension-filled and... Mm-hmm. It wasn't healthy. Do you know what I mean? So did you feel shame and guilt about putting pressure on me? Yeah. Like and I sharing, felt... Sharing. Yeah, like I, I realized that to for you to... Like being friends, mm-hmm. it's not me just emotionally dumping things yeah, on you, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I think it took trial and error for me to figure out that like that's not the way to do mm-hmm. it. And more recently, after going through counseling plugging counseling all the way through because I love counseling uh-huh. but um but after going through counseling I realized that mm. in almost a weird way I was giving this all to you all this burden to mm. you kind of wanting to fix it when that's not even like humanly possible mm-hmm. but that's only what God can really do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so there's this more freedom I feel yeah. almost, of me being me giving this to God mm-hmm. and surrendering it and then yeah. because of that like there's less burden on you. Yeah. But also, I can just really see you and just, like, talk to you yeah. as a friend. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that took, well, how long? Eight years to figure yeah. it out? <laughs> and the thing is, like, in response to that, you met the, quote-unquote, perfect match for that. Because this girl <laughs> wouldn't speak up um, when things were just too much. Right. And just felt like I was the superhero. Yeah. I can bear it all. Right. I can solve all the problems. Right. But nah, I'm a sinner myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's so much. Yeah. So I think realizing God's grace, mm-hmm. even in that, mm-hmm. and just in this friendship too. Yeah. Um. But I I did want to touch about the like, so that we had that period, yeah four years yeah, four years was, in college. Hi, this is Future Grace coming in here because I realized I didn't give you any context as to why Amy and I had a four year gap, where we didn't end up talking to each other. And oddly went from being best friends to strangers. Granted, we both went through really hard seasons during those four years, uh, whether related to immigration or the passing of a loved one. But mixed in all of that, I have to take ownership of our falling out because I grew very jealous that she was befriending other people. And then instead of communicating that to her, I just withdrew and avoided her. I couldn't even approach her at that time because I couldn't even admit to myself that I was jealous. So within the last three months, I realized and named these feelings the sin for what it is. And during that time, God was just pursuing me and wooing me and reminding me that these are the very things that Christ died and defeated so I can be reconciled to him. 
So because of that, it gave me this freedom to confess my sin and ask Amy for forgiveness and reconcile things with her. And I can share this because those sins don't have power over me anymore and I have tasted and seen the freedom that Christ offers. That conversation was only a month before we recorded this episode and that's only possible because of Christ. This friendship has truly been reconciled and made new. So I hope this gives a little bit more context about our friendship over the years and back to the conversation. Uh, I mean, granted, you were going through some stuff. Yeah. I was going through some stuff. Yeah. And we ju- I don't think we just even knew how to process it. This no. is also me being a very... didn't I didn't realize how much of a verbal processor I am. Uh-huh. And so me not even processing anything, that was also not good. But anyways, yeah. so we had this four-year little like... Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't really know... Oh, and then... And then that, that also during that four years, I went to a, I was church hopping trying to figure yeah. it out, and then I returned back to North Boston, Boston, the church we both go to, and um, well, thanks to our friend Jane, yeah, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor uh, yeah, Jane, Pastor Jane, um, it's like Grace, you need to reconcile things with Amy, and I'm like Jane, no, and this is me like my six and seven to like my seven wings really seven popping wing. out. I'm like I want to fly. I was like I'm gonna move like uh-huh. move far away. It's like no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. But I knew I, I, I it wasn't even Jane, but I knew God was um pushing me. It's like you need to reconcile things with Amy. Uh-huh. So yeah, wait, I never even asked you. Well, what were you thinking well, when I first texted well, you? I, was, I well, mean, what? Well, yeah, what's your so Grace texted me out of the blue yeah. to like have a conversation, but leading up to this point, oh, yeah, my well, yeah. perspective was like, I want to just bring it up mm, and just mm-hmm. talk it out. Right. Like I, I want to solve the problem. Right, like right, for right. me, it's like let's confront it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. let's talk about it, mm-hmm. and because I hate things yeah. being in the air, yeah. like tension in the air, which I really appreciate. About like you. avoiding, <laughs> but um, something in me and the process of like you coming back and in the season when we were kind of like avoiding each other mm-hmm. like I wasn't trying to avoid you but I could feel that you were avoiding mm-hmm. me I was like yeah. okay god like <laughs> should I just drag her out <laughs> and talk to her I mean that would have worked I think uh, maybe <laughs> I think god was also honoring your own season mm-hmm. of like processing yeah. and and I didn't want to force that on you. So for me, that's really sweet. God was humbling me to be patient mm. and to wait that's for you time. to initialize. Oh, okay. And I had to trust that. Wow. Yeah, I had to trust that. Yeah. But I had a hard time trusting that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Yeah. Like because we were seeing each other every I know, weekend. I know. That's the that's the part oh. that was like hard. Like if we weren't seeing each other, maybe I should I could have just like, like put it aside. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, I see you every Sunday. I know. Should I just drag her out right now? <laughs> like I think there was a night, um, Saturday night, we were praying because of mm-hmm. COVID has just hit. Right. And. <laughs> I was so close to taking you out, but mm. God was just asking me to hug you. Right. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not a physical touch person, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go up to her. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like we weren't talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, she's going to think this is so weird, uh-huh. but I'm just going to hug her. Uh-huh. And you were just wrecked after prayer time. Like yeah. you were off your knees and yeah. I was just like, I'm going to hug you. And yeah. you hugged me back. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I have nothing to say. I can't say anything. And then you were also like, okay, kind of face. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was just like, okay, God, I did what you told me to do. Right. I didn't drag her out yeah. and ask her a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. I held it in. Wow. Honestly, didn't know that part, the patience part. Oh, I I want to solve problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but on my side. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... That prayer night, I was getting wrecked because, you know, all the things. Yeah. A part of it was the friendship, but, but there's also a lot of things. Yeah. Going. I think just in the world and just mm-hmm. the state of the brokenness of the world. And right. so, yeah, I was just um, praying through a lot. And then, yeah, so I turn around. I remember this specifically. I turn around and then Amy just has her arms open like for a hug. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. And then afterwards... Yeah, I'm not gonna. I was so confused. I was like, "What is that? What's going?" On? But I think honestly, that was. Well, sidetracked. I re- genuinely thought you didn't care about me, mm. you know. But that was a lie, you know. I think that's honestly a lie from you know, Satan. I was like, Satan. Yes, yeah, I was like, Amy doesn't care about me, uh-huh. like whatever. But that just like completion. I was like, okay, so Amy does care about me. Uh-huh. So I just need to figure this out with God. And I- literally, if it was not for counseling, I don't know if I would have been able to come to the point of realizing, mm. okay, there needs to be reconciliation here, not mm-hmm. just for the sake of reconciliation, mm-hmm. but literally, because like grace, God's like grace. Mm-hmm. You need to face and not run away and i'm like so you're telling me i need to face my problems yes yeah okay that was thank you god now honestly thank you god (laughs) if i honestly sometimes think time to time if we weren't christians i don't think we would be i don't think so either if i wasn't saved i wouldn't be friends with a lot of people because you're very introvert, introvert, introverted. Yeah, I'm very extrovert. But that's the thing. You're like, I think, are you on the extreme side of introverted? Um, I think I'm like sixty percent introvert, forty okay. percent extrovert. I think I'm like really extroverted. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're like ninety nine percent extroverted. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm also ninety two percent feeling. So oh like, my gosh. extrovert plus feeling. I don't know how that works, but. <laughs> Okay. Well, I think we're at near the end, but oh, last question. Awesome. So this is a so the question I'm asking you. I'm going to be asking every guest. Okay. And so it'll be fun. Yeah. You know, just a oh, fun. Okay. Like, so, what are three fun facts that your friends don't know about you? And I'm curious to know because I have been friends with you for a long time, but I'm curious. When I'm anxious, mm-hmm. drawing helps. Of course, like praying yeah. helps, but. Oh, I didn't I know realized that. like oh, it obviously. really helps me to relieve anxiety when I'm drawing. Like, yeah, dr- physically. physically drawing mm-hmm. with a pen and pencil, a pen and pencil. You guys can see it, but there's a bunch of drawings over there, and it's really yeah, good. it's so good. Yeah, and I think art class. That's why art classes. Like, I took four years of art class in high school, all mm-hmm. four years, mm-hmm. and I think that's what got me through high school. Mm-hmm. I look back and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to be drawing mm. yeah and that's i found that it helps me to relieve stress and anxiety so that's really a fun fact that's a me. really good fun fact oh thank you <laughs> and uh, another fun fact quarantine is so hard for me even though i'm an introvert because really? i love to be outside oh yeah this was me from like when i was born i think mm. When yeah, because you used to like rollerblade and go rollerblade outside. for yeah. hours. 
guys leave the house <laughs> and have the apartment guards call me out because my mom is freaking out where is my daughter like I love to be outside mm. and I miss walking around mm. yeah walking around in Boston yeah I would love that wow quarantine is hard for me in a completely different, different way right yeah, yeah. but I just love like walking around alone like, what about walking what about walking is I attractive love, to you like I need, like, change of scenery con- mm. constantly. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm. And, like, being visually stimulated. I see. Yeah, it's not about the people. Uh-huh. It's just, like... You want to see things. Yeah, and mm. see different things. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Maybe the whole, like... Maybe the drawing and the seeing things are connected. Oh. I don't know. Well, visually, oh, I'm just saying, like, yeah. aesthetic stuff, but... Yeah. I don't oh. think about it that way. But, yeah. And... Cool. Another fun fact. I mean, you know this about me. Okay. Yeah, but I hate physical touch. You do. <laughs> and it's my... F- I mean, like, in a joking way, but, like, I just love, like, poking her. And, like, like... You know, like, being close to her just to, like, They you know, say there are five languages <laughs> for love, and I think it's on my hundredth. <laughs> like, it's the bottom of the well, list. Okay, I, re- I actually figured this out real quick in, in the beginning mm-hmm. of our friendship, because I think in... I don't know if love languages change or anything mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. but I think when I was in like middle school, high school, I think mm-hmm. l- giving was definitely like touch. I think I loved hugs, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just remember just like I would like bear hug Amy and Amy would be like a stick. She's like, wouldn't move. And I'm like, <laughs> but I think that changed though. Like now, I don't think it's quality- touch for me anymore as uh-huh. much. Um, but quality time is definitely, I but I think it helps out both of ours is quality yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, let's say like the physical touch, Wait. like it's actually helping me. Like mm-hmm. if someone is holding my hand mm-hmm. while I'm like freaking out, mm-hmm. like it helps me. Yeah. When someone gives me a hug, mm-hmm. like after like celebration or whatever, like mm-hmm. that's nice. But you know, Grace and another friend keeps hugging me out of the blue. Like it freaks <laughs> me out. Like every love. cell of my body just freezes. <laughs> wait but have you ever once saw it as love or you're just like no 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 no, no. you're just like more like you're kind of in this bubble of like oh no this is no 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 or you're like oh like you know this is a love gesture no not at all i think it's not even that i'm ticklish it just like makes me cringe a little bit mm, i see yeah i i i can yeah 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 cool cool and i'm in a family where they all love physical true, touch. True, true, you're right. Yeah, but right. I am just not yeah. used to it. They can touch <laughs> each other, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. No, thanks for having me on first your podcast. Episode, or first episode with a guest. I'm scared. I, I hope I scary. sounded okay. Yeah. All right. God challenged Amy saying, don't be loyal to your decisions and commitments, but be loyal to me. The way I created you is also part of my calling for you. Embrace and obey in faith. Dang, that's so good. I would love to know which part of Amy's story you connected with the most, or even if you have any questions, let me know at we're no longer strangers on Instagram. Friends, make sure you thank Amy for being on the show by following her on Instagram. 
or even giving her a big hug. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, friends, go do something fun with a friend or a stranger that turned into a friend. Maybe even reconnect with an old friend that became a stranger. And I'll see you next week with my friend Cassie. Bye, friends. Mm-hmm.